how to delay your mortgage payment, where to get tested, how to help, and what is essential or not in this new world we're living in. Tune in to Tool Time right now. Welcome back to Tool Time Remote, episode number two. We got Jess Lyon here. Jess, how you doing? How you making out? Fantastic. How are you? Hanging in there like everybody else, just doing our thing. So nose to the grindstone, right? So we're back on Tool Time, a little different approach, same sort of stuff we're going to be talking about. Uh, So Jess, I know you did a lot of research on, there's this question of like how to help right now, because I think we're past like, hey, I need some stuff dropped off that sort of thing, unless someone really can't leave their house. So you did a little research on what people are looking for and how to help locally in the greater Philadelphia area. So why don't you start there and just kind of share some of this stuff with everyone watching? Yeah, I've been seeing a lot on social media, people, I mean, you're in your house and you feel, sometimes you can feel a little bit helpless and you do want to help your community in any way you can. And I was reading a few articles and apparently there is a shortage of essential items right now for our healthcare professionals. Um, so doctors have been asked to reuse their masks, um, put them in paper bags in between their shifts. If they don't have any, they're being asked to use scarves or they're being asked to use um, like um, bandanas or things like that. Yeah. So it's, they, they really do need supplies. So if you are able to help, they are asking for donations and different hospitals are asking for different things. You can go to the hospital website and see their list. Most of them will have it, but some of the items are hand sanitizers, gloves. Um, if anybody has the N95 respirator masks, they really, really need those. Um, and they all have different procedures on how to drop them off. So if you are able and willing to help, you can go to pretty much any of their websites and see how you can do so. Love that. So, I mean, it seems like M95 masks are the big thing people are looking for right now. And, you know, a doctor wearing a bandana, I mean, this isn't like a Wild West holdup here. Like, that's pretty crazy. So it's crazy. So if you if you can help, they would they would love and appreciate that. So if you're hoarding stuff, this is a great time to donate it is what I'm going to say here, because there's a lot of people that are over buying and over purchasing and going a little crazy. If you're not leaving your house, you probably don't need a mask. So I'm, I'm all for that. Love that share. Um, you also did some research about how to get tested right now if you think you have the virus. So I wanted to share a little bit about that so everyone watching can kind of get in tune there. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, that's the question that's going through a lot of people's minds right now is, do I have it? Am I showing symptoms? Things like that. Right now, um, testing is only for people who are showing symptoms. And some of the symptoms include a high fever that won't break, uh, the cough, the trouble breathing, and there are others that I don't even know about. Um, But right now, um, they have the drive-up testing tents. Um, I know Penn Medicine is doing them. Mainline Health is doing them. They have certain locations. Um, Penn Medicine has one in West Philly and in Radnor. Um, But you can't just drive up. First, you need to call one of the hotline numbers. And um, maybe we can add like a you can go on any of their websites and find the hotline number. Maybe we can add Google a link. it would be the answer. We're not going to post anything. Just Google where to get tested. Google it. This is important to know. Keep going. But I had to actually go through this for a member of my family who was showing some symptoms, have not been in contact, um, obviously self-isolating. But you're not just going to be able to drive up. You have to call the hotline, and they're going to ask you about your symptoms. 
um, they're going to direct you to your primary physician and they are going to have to approve you to be able to go to the drive drive up uh, testing if you do not have a primary care physician if you don't have insurance they will put you in touch with one of the physicians that they have it may cost you i think they said forty dollars or so um, but before you even go up to the drive-through testing they're going to do a virtual assessment of you you're going to be pretty much on a facetime with a doctor and they're going to be going over what symptoms you have and see if you even need to be tested and then they will approve you to come through that way you don't have this like massive line and things like that they aren't accepting walk-ups really but if you do think that you have some of the symptoms um, the fever the dry cough the pain in your chest um, definitely give them a call and talk about it you'll be able to talk with a physician okay awesome so what I'm hearing is there's some ways to get tested and like a, like a time you would want to get tested and some symptoms you need to look for, which is really great. That's a big question right now. I don't think people are really clear on that. So we covered how to help. We cover where to get tested. So that, that covers like the health part of this. Yeah. Um, so now there's like the economic ramifications, right? Like there's all this stuff going on about I, I can't work. How am I going to pay my mortgage? So there are a lot of allowances for delayed mortgage payments here. You got to call your lender first and foremost. So I want to be super clear about that. You got to call the lender. And what they're doing here, what a mortgage forbearance is, is they're delaying the mortgage payment for you. Um, and what a lot of lenders are doing are they're waiving late fees. They are stopping eviction and foreclosure until at least May 17th. So I know the president's saying, and who knows this is going to happen, but Easter is kind of the target date to get things back on track. So we're giving you a little extra time to get back to work, get some money in your bank account. That, that, that sort of thing. So they're halting eviction until mid-May. They're also suspending negative remarks on your credit report. Really important wow. because, well, when you think about, I mean, let's say someone's thinking about moving in six months, like one bad thing on your credit report lasts a long time. So really, really critical to see that. And there's also some loan modification options. So this is a big deal. Um, and it's part of what Congress finally passed when they got their act together this week. So at least these old guys are able to figure it out. and Really, really important. You got to call your lender though, because every lender is going to be different. You've got to get in touch with them. That's going to be super critical. Um, Absolutely. So, you know that has to do with um, renting as well. That's where you need to talk to your landlord. What I can tell you, what, what I've heard, and what landlords are doing is they're working with you. Um, and that's a really good point. I mean, I, you know, I can only speak to what I've seen from us doing business every day is that a lot of the landlords out there, they're, they're, really, they're working on payment plans, they're cutting people some slack, because a lot of people are renting. I mean, they might be in a job where they're like a bartender or a waiter, or they're living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, that's just how it is sometimes. No, no judgment, just facts. And because of that, they're, you know, you're not working for a week or two, coming up with rent's going to be tough, and you got to think about feeding your family. So what I've seen is that the proper, the, let, me, let me rephrase that. The people that are landlords for the right reasons, they're working with their tenants. Um, I'm not saying it's across the board, and it's kind of an individual thing sometimes. So I would contact your landlord. And the message here is call your lender or call your landlord is what you got to be doing right now. So, people, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You didn't cut me off. People who are in a transaction who aren't too certain about maybe their, their job, who are nervous about that, that mortgage payment, what would you say to them? So... We've talked about this uh, internally as a team. I think the first thing you gotta do is go talk to your employer and say, hey, I'm in the middle of buying a house right now. What does this mean for me? 
And I need to know if I'm going to be able to move ahead or not, because there's a lot of people's lives that are affected because it's not just the person buying the home, it's also the person selling the home, right? Because they might be moving somewhere else. So there's kind of a domino effect here. And it's important to be aware of that. So my, I guess my, the PSA I have for everyone here, and then we're going to kind of get into some of the uh, other things that are, that are happening in the real estate world right now is get in touch with the people that are making these decisions. Because if you're not in a community, the ostrich approach, I, mean, I think we said this last week, it doesn't work. When you stick your head in the ground and hope it's going to go away, there's no solution there. So you got you to get in communication with the right people. Absolutely. So big deals here um, in terms of delayed mortgage payments, mortgage forbearance, how to, how to really help with the medical profession and how to, how to get tested. So important information. That's our kind of our first segment here locally, what, what's going on. Um, we got a couple topics to talk about here. Um, and the first one is, what do you want to do if you want to buy a home right now? Or how do you go about showing properties? So uh, what, what I'll lead in with is there's a lot of virtual showings going on, virtual meetings happening. First and foremost, you got to comply with what your state government is telling you. Every state is in a different situation right now. And even in Pennsylvania, it's county by county because there's only a certain number of counties that are told to stay at home. Others are not. And this is going to actually go into our next topic, too. So a good segue here. So, Jess, what do you think about virtual showings, virtual meetings? What have you been doing? And, you know, give us, give us your take on that. 100% you need to be in compliance. And also the biggest concern here is your health and safety. So you have to do what you're comfortable with and also what your client is comfortable with. Um, but there are some people who need to make a move in May, in June. Um, so we can, and that's essential. You can't just leave them hanging. Um, if someone is allowing the seller to do like a virtual showing, that's always an option. If the house is vacant and I can go and show them, you know, via FaceTime or something like that, of course, taking all the precautions that I need to with the gloves and if I have a mask or some kind of Clorox wipe down, social distancing, saying a certain amount of uh, feet away from a person, I'm going to do whatever I can to help the clients who need to. Well, and, and so vir the thing about virtual showings and we're not used to this because we're in a end user market and end, end user market, excuse me. So people go, they want to go see it. That's how it is. What I know is this. There are vacation markets all over the country. South Jersey Shore doesn't have as much there because that's kind of a local vacationing spot. But you talk to people down in Florida or in Aspen, Colorado, all these places, people are buying homes virtually all the time. And I'll tell you, with new construction, when that was really popular even a couple years ago, people were like looking through job sites in New York City to see what the building was going to look like, reading a floor plan and buying a home. So this is not something that hasn't happened. It just hasn't happened in a lot of the local markets, especially up and down the Northeast and some of the, hey, we're going to live here. We're going to raise our family here sort of markets that, I mean, I know what our, the greater Philadelphia area is. So this is not anything new. And there's many homes where my clients have never seen the property before they bought it or before that. So that, that, that happens. So what I want to stress to everyone here is this is not anything new. And our technology now is so strong. You know, there's a difference between the still photos and a seller taking their iPhone, FaceTiming you, and then, hey, flipping it around. And hey, here's what the layout looks like. Here's what happens when you walk around the corner of the kitchen. That's going to be really critical, and it's not anything that's unusual. So if someone's serious about buying a property and they know the neighborhood, 
this is not anything new, which is maybe new to our market or becoming the new norm. I would say it's not something that never happens because I have done this before when this yes. was going on in my career. I think like the first, my first year in the career, I had a couple moving up from Maryland who wanted to buy a house in media and they could not come up to see. So I shot a video. I sent them to it. We went under contract. They came up. They loved it. So it's not something that happens often, but it does happen. For sure. And, and I think that, that that's a really great point. So it's becoming the new norm and we're dealing with the climate. Um, so, you know, virtual showings and virtual meetings. This is another one I wanted to hit on. So virtual showings and we've got people doing this right now. I mean, they're saying, hey, can the seller send me a video or hey, can I get it? I mean, this isn't this isn't like uh, theory. This is what's going on in the marketplace, period. So all the more reason to have a really good photographer who can do a video for you right now if you're a real estate team. So Nick Wolf, I know you're going to be editing this. We're talking about you. Um, virtual meetings are another thing that have become more normal. Um, we're filming this on Zoom right now. It's a great way to get face-to-face -face with people. We've been having a daily team huddle on Zoom. And I want everyone on camera is what I've been saying, just so we can kind of see each other and see the whites of our eyes, it's a lot more effective. And you know, in, in the past, I've listed homes where I've never met the seller. We have phone calls, we do stuff on video, we you know, FaceTime each other, whatever. So the agent that starts embracing this technology, and this is really my point here, that's who's gonna win right now. Because no time in the history of the US have people stopped buying and selling real estate. 9-11, 2008, People still transact it. And I'm not saying, it, you know, it's got to be the right time for you and your family, first and foremost. The agent who embraces the tech and pivots appropriately here can still book meetings. You can still book strategy sessions. You can still show property. So what, what do you think about, you know, the, the embracement of virtual meetings? So I think that agents have a story in their head where their clients aren't going to be willing to FaceTime or do something like that when that just is not true. People are FaceTiming all the time with their family and their loved ones. So it might be a shock at first, but you can accomplish everything that you need to. You have a PDF of your buyer consultation. You can send it to them. They, they've done this before. So you're either going to adjust or you're going to fail pretty much. I, I agree. I mean, I don't think there's any question here. And then the people that said, oh, we're not doing this, we're not doing that. Well, guess what? That's who's going to get forced out of the business during this whole thing going on. I mean, that, that's just the realities of the market. You've got to be able to pivot because it's not about the agent's comfort level. It's about the consumer and what the consumer wants. And people forget that all the time. So love where your head's at on that. Yeah. Virtual showings, virtual meetings got to be happening. Last thing we'll hit on here. Um, what's essential and what's not? This has been a big debate and we're seeing, and what I mean by essential is what is the governor of your state saying is essential and is not? And we've seen it change here in Pennsylvania. We've seen some states take one stance, other states take another. So let's talk about real estate specifically, because that's what the show is about. So what's your take on real estate being an essential activity or not? Essential to me is someone whose lease is up in May. Their landlord said they cannot renew. They want to buy a house. They need to find a house in the next few months. That's essential to me. They're not going to have any place to live. Um, now, reading through the article that we had sent back and forth, there are some people who don't necessarily need to move right now. But for the percentage of people that do, I think that is 100% essential. Otherwise, you could be homeless in two months, you know? What, what are you supposed to do? So I think 100% essential. 
Yeah, so I, I mean, I'll give you some examples. So Connecticut and New Jersey have said, the governor's come out and said it's essential. Pennsylvania, we had a little rocky week here where on Friday, the governor said, hey, we're shutting everything down. Enforcement happens Saturday at 12.01 a.m., and this was last week. And then all of a sudden, people started lobbying. People had settlements scheduled, right? I mean, they're moving into a house. And think about the, like, and there's a domino effect there, because where's that seller going? What's going on there? So um, with some lobbying from PAR, when, and we're very fortunate with the Pennsylvania Association of Realtors. They're very active compared to other states. They've got a great RPAC, um, as well as Toll Brothers. So you guys have heard of Toll Brothers. They're a builder. They're based in Pennsylvania. They were like, absolutely not. We got to have these settlements happen. And to me, I don't know how you tell someone who's buying a home that that's not essential because shelter is a basic need, period, end of story. And what's not essential is us being at the office. That's why we're on a Zoom call recording this right now. What is essential is having someone sign documents that need to be notarized and they, you know, electronic notary is a good thing that, that has been passed in a lot of states as well. So the point here is there are portions of the transaction that are not essential and there's things that are essential. Anyone, I mean, and anyone that's, like you said, they have to be out of their lease and they don't want to extend the lease. Well, what, that person's just now screwed because of coronavirus? They can't buy a house now? That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And this is a great example of where you've got to get in touch with your local politicians to let them know this. There was a lot of stuff that happened on Friday and all of a sudden we were back in business come Monday with settlements. So to me, real estate is very essential. I don't know how you can sit there and tell someone where they're buying or selling. And you know, they may be selling for a lot of reasons. They might not be able to afford their mortgage payment anymore. They might be older and going to an assisted living facility. You know, like there's like, th that's essential. You know, someone that can't take care of themselves, like think of the older relative that has to move out of their house they've been in for 50 years and they can't take care of the place anymore. And now, like you got all these restrictions of where you can and can't go. That to me is pretty essential. So the, the Brainy Broker is the, uh, the blog that had this. So we'll give major credit to them. Um, yeah. and I think her, um, you know, her take was the only thing that's essential right now is a real estate agent's thoughtful guidance. And that's where you got to get in touch with what's going on in your state. And you got to know what's going on in your market because not every market's in the same boat. I mean, that, you know, down South, we're not seeing the same restrictions that we have right now. And even in Pennsylvania, it's County by County. So to me, this is a very essential activity. And if you don't think it's essential, talk to the person who's not going to have a house to live in in a couple of days. We're not have a place to go. To me, that, that, that's where the conversation begins and ends. I'm with you 100%. And obviously, it's like more of a case-by-case -case basis, in my opinion. But 100%. Yeah, but there are people who 100% need to move, and we can't, we can't stop helping people. We're not going to help them. Somebody else is. I mean, that, that's how it works. So, I mean, if you want to stay in business, know your laws, understand everything, and then conform to them. And go help somebody because that's what people need and give them, give them the guidance they need, not the guidance they want. That's what I mean. And we talk about that all the time. That's the difference between a good agent and a great agent right now. You tell people what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. So they'll hire you. And now is not the time for that more than ever. Yeah. Cool. Great stuff this week, Jess, looking forward to actually seeing you in person soon. We'll keep the, we'll keep the data coming out. Whatever you guys need, we're here to help. Have a good week.